But, uh, oh, wait, we can't use the song anymore, Shorty, can we? No, it's the other song we can't use. I can still use uh, this oh, one. Oh, okay. But I, I felt like it was a little inappropriate. You know? Yeah, but we still got to open, you know, the same oh, way okay. we normally do. Right. <laughs> hey, it's the Radio Shorty Podcast with DJ Hi Kevin, and we have two awesome guests, uh, the leaders of the Daft Punks. This is Drew Pierce and Mr. Fuse Mania. What's up, boys? <laughs> What's, What's up? up? <laughs> I, uh, I giggle every time about the Daft Punk's thing because you guys just had, you know, that shit dropped right in your lap, and it's so perfect. <laughs> and it was, I envy I it. I love it. <laughs> it was so absurd. I think I uh, threw it out. Uh, I don't even know. I just think I texted it to Fuse, and it was just, like, amazing. But we're bringing a new one, and it just we, we're, we're pulling out there. All the ladies yeah. that kind of sort of but don't really listen are going to be possibly Daphne's. It's a, it's a work in progress. Ooh. Ooh, I just got goosebumps a little bit, man. <laughs> I yeah, like it. Shout out to my mom and Drew's wife, the ladies that listen. Hell yeah. <laughs> right. Because anytime that you're even in the DJ world, you know, 98% of your audience is instantly dudes. It is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. you guys like uh, obviously like we all host podcasts and I don't know if you guys keep up with stats of as far as who's listening to the podcast or whatever. And I looked at ours, I think, a couple of nights ago just to see it was 82 percent male and then whatever the rest of that mathematically was female. Uh, and I was yeah. like, OK, all right. A bunch of dudes listening. Love it. Got it. Which I kind of like. It's, <laughs> yep. it's like the uh, the boys club, you know? Yeah, sure. You know, we love our uh, girls, but it's really nice to, to hang out with the boys sometimes. Right. Kevin, you want to start out the show, obviously, uh, with, with something that is uh, close and near and dear to your heart here before we get into talking with Drew and Fuse, uh, some news uh, in the DJ community. Yeah, definitely uh, in the mobile wedding DJ world. Um, we have a very close friend, uh, the Tony Pre, uh, Tony Prefontaine, who uh, was originally a New York guy, moved to the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and now has been working for LaForce Entertainment. Um, just a, a heavy heart for all of us for him um with the loss of his mother who is at such a young age beautiful woman tony has so much energy and, and we love the kid he's really one of the nicest people that i've ever met um and you know just loves the people around him and we just you know you're definitely in our prayers my man um not really one for praying but you know you start to feel for you man we uh we love you in this community and the energy that you bring and like really the start of the whole next generation of you know mobile djs and stuff so um we are actually uh nate nelson gave me a call earlier today and we're gonna be doing a little bit of uh like twitch raid train fundraiser type thing actually tonight um so i mean obviously this recording will be out after it so if you tuned in then thank you so much for your support for the kid we're just really trying to show his venmo link and send the kid as much as he can because he's going to be off for three weeks and then of course you know some unexpected uh financial situations for tony and his entire family um which you know his dad and his sister still you know dealing with all of this so um yeah i saw, I saw that i saw he created actually a spotify playlist for his mom and like their favorite songs and that sort of thing so uh yeah so I, nate's I gonna be doing a tribute with that playlist i believe you know like pulling some of those songs and bring it together um that's awesome but yeah it's uh not to like dwell on the whole thing but tony we love you bro you know yeah so yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. Uh, our guest today uh, are somebody who, obviously, I think uh, Kevin, you and I both admire. Uh, I, I got to see them. I get to meet them for the first time at Mex uh, in Vegas, and then and and so I hung out with you guys a little bit, and then I get to watch both of you DJ 
uh, almost dual DJ together. And uh, I walked out of that room and I went, I'm the shittiest DJ on the face of the fucking planet. Cause you guys, <laughs> doubt that. Uh, you guys, man, I doubt that. Bro, I doubt that. <laughs> first off, like, not only were you guys like dual DJing, like you guys would like, you know, Drew would DJ one song and then Fuse would come and, and play another song. You guys look like you were just chilling. Just no big deal. Just like looking at the crowd. <laughs> they were throwing out Fuse or Drew and Fuse podcast stickers to the audience like it was no big deal. Yeah. You made it look like it was nothing. Uh, I want to say that I uh, you guys were obviously you two and Scooter and I think Arlie, if you had to say who were the best that you watched you two were in that group i have a Thank billion you. questions uh well so I, I would hope- love to just defunct everything you just said <laughs> <laughs> yeah we i were- think the whole goal was just to not look like two wieners on stage yeah, i yeah, think that was like our sole goal like and i think and i think we played like honestly we played maybe two songs and i looked at him and i'm like bro these are too long <laughs> like we were like shitting our pants like holy fuck it, it was it just felt like an eternity uh it was a fucking tough room sorry if i 20 are minutes we cussing? Right? are we cussing uh, who, are we, we don't fucking care we played cuss away bro we played an hour and we prepped probably uh two we probably prepped four yeah well two hours before and we only probably prepped 40 like the first 40 minutes of the set and i know that in the first 40 minutes of the set we had like 55 to 60 edits in just the first uh 40 minutes of the set and what i'll also say is like the first two or three songs like drew said were the longest songs we played so uh actually i think it was like song number 10 by the time the the audience cracked and was like oh let's do something yeah we can move we don't have to stand here like we're crazy people yeah Mm -hmm. that's that always seems to be when you have djs on stage in front of a room full of djs it's sort of just like uh huh like everybody's literally just taking fucking notes, man. It's this. They're going, impress me. Yeah. Do something I'm going to think Show is cool. me you're better than me. Yeah. Like, well, you, yeah. you know what I think I actually liked? The fact that the photo booth convention was there as well. So there were females that were in the audience where I've gone to other DJ conventions. And it is, a, you know, again, we talked about our demo as far as our podcast and, and who's listening. And it is an 80% like kind of male ratio so we're not going to be like grinding with each other uh, and if you are more power to you not going to lie got a little tipsy and i was grinding with arlie so whatever but uh <laughs> i can't imagine like that being a little bit of a, a you know not only you're djing on stage uh, in las vegas but you also now are surrounded by a million other djs that are critiquing you some that have no right to be uh and then some obviously like scooter and you know there's other people in the room that i'm sure that you guys also look up to uh while you were on stage you were djing at max like i mean you guys you guys said you were shitting your pants and like you were it was actually kind of this nervous thing you guys didn't seem like you were nervous at all (laughs) is this something you guys do often dual djing together like is this something you guys do together no that's the first time that's why the beginning half was prepped because it was more of like okay well i like this and fuse like well i like this and so we're just trying to blend it together and you know make it work but you know we had you know some of the 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 dms owners were there kevin scott and warren peace and it's like well as long as i can impress those two i'll walk away a happy man (laughs) and everybody else just will fall into place and so you know the set idea was really as hard as this is to say it's it's a it's kind of a showcase in a way it's you know 
you kind of have to piss some people off a little bit, right? Um, you know, we, we worked in some oldies into some super hard trap stuff. And and I understand it's not like a part. It, it was a party set, but not like a specific party set if I was standing on stage and I was getting paid to DJ in Vegas. Right. Uh, yeah. But, you know, you're, you're playing to DJs. You They want to be impressed, just like you said. So if you just go and do usher yeah this is how we do it party up then it's a wrap your favorite it's your favorite <laughs> yeah, that's jams, uh, hey i play I the shit Drew- out of those i play the shit out of those songs it is nothing about not playing those but don't in a room full of four, 500 djs don't play those fucking songs yeah and definitely I, don't put a mix out on Mixcloud that has them in that order like fucking just don't like <laughs> hold on hold on deletes my mix cloud i'm just kidding uh, I think it was good for both of us, though, because we could both we both knew, OK, there's going to be a lot of DJs there, but there is going to be that photo booth presence. So we would know we would do a few things for the DJs then a few like just normal songs, you know, normal yeah. popular songs that are hitting at the at the moment, you know. So it was it was kind of that happy balance of a little bit of both, you know, and. I think that having both of us being able to play at once and then, you know, we, like Drew said, we prepped maybe like two at the most two hours before and we were both, he would be like, what about this? And I'd be like, okay. And I'd be like, well, what about this? And he'd be like, I don't know about that one. And then, you know, it was just like a good discussion of what we're actually going to do. And I think that's why once we started doing it, I was like, we know what we're doing, just be confident and this is going to be fine, you know, but also it you know like he he was like once we get going our dj brains will kick in and we'll just start doing what we normally do and that's kind of sure. why we left the the last bit of the set like kind of freestyle too well, yeah. who whose idea was this to go hey here's a cool idea let's both dj together in vegas who who came up with this um actually uh Shytown shanny um had we were just talking um i was trying to just beggar for a, a, a floor pass and uh <laughs> next thing i know we're talking forever and and she's like well why don't you play with me and i was like oh i i don't even know what's going on so um you know we're just building the podcast we're trying to get going we had just he had just been out in town and it was like hey you know i'm not going to stand up there by myself might as well have a fuse up there and at least try and do a little promo right so you know as djs as entrepreneurs Basically, you're always promoting, right? Always advertising, always yeah. hyping up something. And this is our newest project. And I don't got nothing else to, you know, I don't have any wedding clients there. So if I'm going to impress a bunch of DJs, it's like I'm going to pr- push the show. That was pretty much the idea behind it. Yeah, you you um, gave me a lot of ideas coming back to South Carolina with because uh, you guys have uh, your stickers with uh, you know, your, your Drew and Fuse stickers. On the back of it has a QR code. So all they have to all you have to do is like open up your camera and click and boom, you're in the show. Right. Uh, with the podcast, uh, and again, oh by the way, we have a drinking game on the show. <laughs> Kevin can tell you every time I say I used to work in radio or I got fired in radio, we all take a drink. Uh, or if if I say you know, well, I saw Scooter, but I DJ Demand never introduced me to Scooter. You take a drink. Uh, but I'll say here, obviously, like being in the radio industry for as long as I was. 
uh, and even in us as in radio, we never, we were like, ah, oh, podcast, this is, you know, this is a fad. And there was, there were, there were corporate guys that think like that or thought like that. What made you guys go, okay, well, let's do a podcast together. Like wh- where did this idea come from? You want to take that fuse? Well, <laughs> well, me and Drew had been talking about it for a <clears throat> long time. Uh, and I think um, we were in Atlantic City last year for um, GX, whatever that one's called. Expo. Yeah, yeah. Expo. Yeah. <laughs> the, there's so many anymore. I can't dude. keep it straight. But uh, so and I was like, fuck it, dude. Like, we just need to stop talking and just physically do. And, you know, because Drew is once and I'm the same way a little bit, but drew more so than me wants everything to be like perfect out of the gate. And I'm like, it's not going to be perfect. We're just going to do it. And we're continue to learn and grow. And, you know, unless you're doing it doesn't matter anyway. So we basically came back and I think that week we recorded the first one and that was, you know, kind of how it started, but we, there was talks of doing it and I'm like, we don't need to do anything special other than what we do on the phone once a week. Like, yeah. And <laughs> dude, and literally kind of what started it. Yeah, we actually we got started in like that similar organic way. Um, when Shorty was on the radio, I was telling dad jokes oh, on my Twitch stream. Take a drink. And uh, yeah, go ahead. You don't need to. Oh, right. Yeah, sure. Okay. Here's my stuff. Mm. So uh, <laughs> I got know, fired we, I was... from radio in case nobody knew. Okay. <laughs> A lot of people did, bro. It's okay. Yeah, we yeah, all yeah, did. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I was one of the people that signed the petition to get you off. I fucking yeah. knew it. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy replacing with Seacrest. Come on, bro. This is this is the YouTube clip. Is Drew Pierce gets Radio Shorty fired from? <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, like, I started telling dad jokes with Shorty when he was on the air. We would do dad joke Thursdays, and then he put out his podcast after like you know taking his hiatus. And I just was like, dude, that sounds awesome. And he was like, do it with me. And we would literally talk on the phone and FaceTime like once a week. And it would just be like 30 minutes. You know, when the conversation can take five minutes, but it ends up taking like 45 minutes. And you're just giggling the whole time like little schoolboys. You know, like that's just what it ended up being. And, and this just felt right, you know, just having the conversation. And honestly, like there's not enough content out there of DJs getting interviewed. You know, yeah. nobody's doing this. Well, I think I think uh, you know what when I got when I did get canned, uh, I just in my head I go I'm just going to take a break from everything. I don't want to be on social media. I don't want to be on uh, any type of radio. I don't want to do any type of media. And then Nick Spinelli, obviously, his show has been out for a while, and he does a phenomenal job. Uh, I would yep. say probably better than the guy who was in the media industry for a very long time and should know how to structure a show. Uh, Nick does a phenomenal job at it. And I looked at it, I was like, well, I mean, he's already doing it. Why Why would I need to do that? And so I came to Kevin and I said, well, what if we did a podcast where, yeah, maybe we talk about some DJ stuff, but, you know, maybe we add in just some random, you know, almost a variety show where, like like today, uh, Kevin's <laughs> Kevin has this bit. What's the bit you have today? It's, uh, we're going to play um, What the Wish Is That? Where basically, you guys have been on Facebook and you've seen, like, uh, the Wish app advertisements. <laughs> Where they just oh, show yeah. you something that's such clickbait. I I actually accidentally got like twenty photos. I only have six ready for today. Um, we'll see how far we get. But like, there's just mine had a butt insane. plug with a tail, and Dude, I felt really targeted. I, 
Especially after all the fisting comments that were made in the chat. <laughs> because we yeah, all know Fuse doesn't need the tail. <laughs> tail is just a bonus, dude. Oh, my God. The amount of, as I was looking for these ads, because the ads stopped popping up eventually, you know, I had to go to, like, Google Image Search, and probably, like, three quarters of them are butt plugs. And the stuff that you'll see on there, like you, you'll have to watch the videos for all of them as we as we get down the line, because it'll be <laughs> this is going to be a long segment. This shit's not going to end, man. All but right, um, you it. know, from from uh, yeah, let's play. You want to play right now? Let's go. You want to? Uh, let's, let's, let's do it. I mean, we got to right. hit it right away, right? So, um, the first one is if you guys full screen me, <laughs> then you'll see. So this is literally one of the advertisements. Um, and what if is I can, uh, I exactly baby Jesus, it's, it, it, like it actually Jesus. is, it's a 20 or 30 centimeter resin, infant, baby Jesus, Christ nativity, figurine, home decoration, Catholic decoration gifts. Um, <laughs> what? And I don't know, man, this? the just. Dis- the description i did not order this no i should order start to order this stuff though and do like actual reviews on it actually um, that who who just said that that's a very very good idea we literally buy these products and you get to hold them and figure out what the fuck they are i'll have to do that i'll have to do that you guys will have to pick the best one and then i'll try and see if i can find it on it kind of makes sense my mom used to put out nativity scenes like yes. at around christmas time and baby jesus would always go missing so i feel it's, like yeah. where would he go I think, well, like, if, the dogs would get... I don't know, dude. I don't yeah, know. Chew toys, or honestly, I think it would just be hilarious if every single year you stole your mom's baby Jesus, you know, and then she had to get, like, a new one every single year. That'd be that'd be great. And then good at thing that for point... Wish. Yeah, good good thing for Wish. You can get them super affordable, you know, and replace As a hater of Christmas too early, dude, we're in April. Come on. Stop. that should not be even advertised at the moment we jesus not even like not even like drew no 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 and more no's i'm sorry i don't care no one likes easter either stop during during the pandemic uh obviously like nobody was listening to the radio in their cars and so they were trying to come up with ways for people to listen and uh, you're talking about christmas too early we had a hot ac station that in december would always flip to christmas and so they were like, well, we, we need people to listen. And so the July 4th weekend, they flipped to Christmas for for the entire weekend. We just played oh. Christmas music the entire weekend. True this story. is why I started the position to get you fired. It's because there was Christmas. Uh, I was like, every time I tuned in, I was like, fire shorty. This is a wrap. Fire this guy. Fuck fire this guy. This he guy, loves dude. Christmas. He loves Christmas um, in July. What Punk. the wish is that? Do we have a second? What the wish is that product? Of course, I told you. I got six ready. I got six of these babies ready. Dude, what is this? Doggy panties. <laughs> Doggy panties. Now, so let's let's talk on this a little bit. You know, obviously, dogs can go to the bathroom outside. Um, I was sort of just very intrigued by this whole thing, but luckily there was there was a comment below, and it reads, "You know that female dogs have periods, right?" So these are. <laughs> Wow. Dog period panties for two dollars that you can obviously get in multiple sizes. You can go from, uh, you know, this one makes large... me feel weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only getting I, started, man. I love and it's you only said two dollars. I love you said this makes him feel weird and not the butt plug with the like fur coming out of the back of it. That's kind of well, normal, man. That just makes sense, you know. That all that really comes together, you know. This is 
Hey, here's an idea. Here's an idea. Train your dog to go outside and pee. There's a genius idea. Well, dogs have periods. They don't like. They can't control that. Come on, man. They don't make dog tampons. One, I'm a I'm a dog (laughs) hater, and everybody, it's fine. I hate dogs. What? They're awful. Anytime you go to somebody's house with a dog, and you don't and you don't pull your dog back when it's trying to sniff my nuts. You got a problem, man. the The dog, the dog's a jerk at that point. So <laughs> maybe your nuts are stinky. Yeah, well, that's really a fact, you. but that has nothing to do with anything else. But most of them are always rubbing, rubbing around on the gra- on the carpet, right? So I, I could see having underoos, you know, <laughs> for, for for to stop from that, you know. Is, is there a well, cat version? Is there cat panties for whatever this is? I didn't continue to search. I did not continue to search. I again, I, I started to feel pretty uncomfortable just by seeing I could a chihuahua. See putting those on your dog if you're like 95 years old and you got a pet dog and you just really can't, you're not like a mobile person and you know, you can't get to the door all the time to get your dog out, maybe. But if you're like fucking a 25 year old girl and you have those on your fucking dog, you shouldn't even have a fucking dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just let your little chihuahua poop in your purse like every other 25-year-old girl and you call it a fucking day. Hold on. Let me go on a quick rant here real Please. quick. I, yeah. I never get to go on a 60-second rant, and yeah. here's a 60-second rant for you. Take two minutes. Fucking girls that are, like, grad- just graduated from college and, like, single, stop buying fucking dogs, okay? Because we get it. You're at that age, and you, like, want to take care of something, and you're single, and it's, like, natural. But stop buying a fucking dog because, one, it just ruins things. Like, I got a girlfriend, and I'm not trying to go down this road, but what I'm saying is, like, if you're, like, dating a guy and you're sleeping over or whatever, or you're maybe trying to, and then you're like, "Uh, well, now I have to go home to let out my dog. That's not fucking cool. And, two... Stop fucking having dogs and then going on like week long vacations and pawning them off onto people and shit. Back to what I was just saying. Dogs suck. That's why. <laughs> stop with the dogs. I, to, I'll tell you what. Back, I to would, Fuse, <laughs> back to Fuse's point. Yeah. Don't don't get a dog. Get pregnant no. like every other Southern girl does. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I'm saying either. But <laughs> no, I, I was a dog person growing up. I had two golden retrievers and I loved them and we took care of them and I picked up its shit, you know, like I was the guy that did the harder stuff. Um, but then <laughs> I got cats and cats. You can literally leave the house for a week. You just leave like an automatic water feeder, an automatic food thing. Their shit piles up for a little bit, but they'll get over it, you know, like, and then you deal with the repercussions. Like dogs are incredibly immature. Compared you to cats. So as uh, as this a married a- guy for four t- or fifteen years, my wife said we were we were getting married. And we she wanted to have a kid. She goes, "I want a dog." This is right. That's like six months in, and I was like, "Nope." She goes, "Well, I want a kid." Then I said, "Fine." Really? What? And I'm like, "Well, then I'm gonna get stuck with both. I really don't want the fucking dog. At least I can tolerate the kid. I'm gonna have the kid down the road, you know." Drew, how <laughs> how can you not? I mean, come on. Like, how can you oh, not? That's stop. my dog. I, stop. Look That's at my fine. dog. Drew, look at choices. my fucking dog. Yeah, it looks like it's hey, begging for something. Looking at them is fun. Wait, it Drew, looks like it's taking it? my money. <laughs> begging for money. Dude, yeah. <laughs> it's That's begging for thing, money man. and it's saying stay home and don't go do something fun and spend that money on something else. Now, <laughs> I'll tell you. You could put a brand new kitchen in your house and then your fucking dog eats the fucking cabinet. <laughs> 
get, literally eats the corner of the cabinet or you guys, every okay, single yeah. handle. You, you, guys know? Are, you guys suck as being dog parents. That's what it is. It's not that the dog is uh, a nah. fucking dog parent. Dude, spend sure. $500. I'm a delinquent dog, dog dad. If I had spend, one, but I wouldn't get one. Spend yeah, $500. Get your dog trained. My dog, literally, I can put a treat on its head and leave it for the entire afternoon. I come back. The dog's still like, can I take the treat yet? What the fuck are we doing here? So that's, so that's, that's where my just dog rule. is. Wait, wait. You heard first on this show. Fuse just said it. Delinquent dog dad daft shirts coming out next week. <laughs> Delinquent dog dad daft. <laughs> the only triple D we want to see. Delinquent what? dog dads. <laughs> what the wish is that you can watch it on our YouTube channel. Look at the Radio Shorty or search it and subscribe. Wait, you guys on want one more? You guys want one more? I prepped six. Like let's, we can do a third one. Let's like yeah, do it again. Do all of them. Do all of them. Yeah, do fuck it. it. Let's do all do of them. All. all right. So this. Oh one's... my god. <laughs> Is that That's a, a wine bust. nut sack? <laughs> it's a wine nut sack. I think they're called decanters. So, like, you pour the wine into it, and then yes. you pour the wine out of it. Yes. For I, some I, reason. I gotta understand the de- whole decanter thing. Wait, wait. It's not I, fucking stop. 1800s no, anymore. No, no. I, 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 I will actually somewhat disagree with. I have the dopest decanter of all time. It's a prop in my studio. Hold on. Here we go. Oh, yeah? Drew doesn't oh, have okay. a dog, but he's got a decanter. What the fuck is this? Okay, this look at Chuck this. Chuck Norris this? on a no. brick, stone brick decanter, crushing the game. Come on. You Dude, do you actually have anything in it, though? No, because it's falling apart. See? But it's tight. Can we, can don't you, put it, can you, tight. Don't, don't put it past me for putting something in it, though. I could. Like, you know what's Can what's you hold cool? this up to the camera? Come so on. Can see it's it. just the liquor bottle. Crushing the, the liquor game. bottles work. Like, like I said, it's not. Excuse me, it's not eighteen hundred on your The bottle game is—they've really stepped up the bottle game. You don't need yeah, decanters yeah, yeah. anymore. Yeah, they yeah, have nutsack. Yeah. We all make choices. This one I is think. cool. It's cool, but it's more of a like a display piece than like sure. an actual decanter. Maybe that he, nutsack is too. Here's I might the, get this for my parents. Here's the like, thing, honestly, is that we're making fun of this, but that nutsack wine thing has sold millions. They're making millions of dollars because they got high as a kite one night when, hey, you know, be a good idea. A wine decanter shaped in the form of a fuse mania's nuts. Like, that's that's what they, <laughs> that's what they thought. Mine are way smaller than that. <laughs> Mine don't hold that much wine. Hey, yeah. you know, what I will say is as much as, uh, again, I boycott Christmas in April. That would be a great, um, what do you call Christmas it? Uh, elephant, elephant white Titus. Elephant. Uh, elephant. Oh, white elephant. White, ele- yeah. white elephant Titus of the nuts. That's what we'll call it. <laughs> <laughs> what that the is wish good. is that? Kevin's new uh, feature on the show here. You can Wait, actually Fuse watch. Wait, wants to do all six. He wants to do yeah, all six. Yeah, do it. I, I know. Do no, no. Let's, let's hear it. Okay. okay. All right. So all right, this, all right. This, is called, this is called promoting the, the bit you're doing. <laughs> this is what this is called. What is this, this? Is, what is this one? It's two hundred and eight dollars. What like is gold it? Gold member. It's like so Austin Powers gold member. Yeah, yeah. And this is where, like, this Dope. is what really got me triggered on this whole thing is that they'll put this advertisement up, right? You'll see this ridiculous thing for two hundred and eight dollars, and all you'll be able to read is latex rubber gummy dot dot dot. So you click on the shop now. It takes you to the Wish app. And then you don't get to see this actual advertisement. It just takes you there. And it's just a woman like, and I don't know if it's a whole gold thing, you know, like she's got little stars on her nipples. It looks like Paris Hilton. I thought it was Britney Spears kind of, but you know, I'm looking at it. It's only like this big in the corner of my screen. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think it's Paris um, Hilton. Can I make this? 
Which one are we on? Here we go. Let me. Maybe somebody will Here comment in the comment section what it actually yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody let us know about the latex rubber latex gummy. Latex rubber gummy. Yeah. Yep. Is that a like, gummy bear costume? Like a yellow <laughs> gummy just, bear? It, it looks so gummy. Um, there's there's plenty more gummy shit, um, but not yet. This is, I think, like one of the most average advertisements that I've seen. It literally is, uh, can you wait 15 days for delivery? And it's like a bag of cocaine and a straw. That is not real. <laughs> it's only $3. $3. And, <laughs> and it, I, mean, well, I mean, it's 15 to 90% off, you know? <laughs> So uh, off today's trending <laughs> items. So I guess a fake bag of cocaine <laughs> is the trending item wow. um, on Wish. And, and I feel like that's what a lot of the advertisements are, is it's always like a, like a bong for $8 or, you know, like uh, just some other drug paraphernalia for a ridiculously cheap price. Well, I feel um, like I you need to buy them. Fun Dip. Fun Dip. Oh, see, that would be a good... Oh, man. Fun Dip was like the cocaine for kids, right? I'm eating sweet tarts yeah. right here. That's what I keep eating. Are you? Dude, I'm a little jealous. I, I feel I like got, you like, need to buy them at this point back. just to make this yeah. really really a thing. This is what it looked... This is what it was on camera or on my phone, and this is what it looks like now. Hell, yeah. yeah. We, we need to buy these, Kev. We need to figure out... Well, we uh, definitely like, need a picture of you and the latex gummy. <laughs> <laughs> The weirder, the better, right? <laughs> Do you, okay, so you, you sent one to me, Kevin. The, what the wish is that is? Can you show us the one you sent me? Because I don't even understand what this one was. Um, this one does. I don't have that one up because I actually screen capped that can I, one. Can but, I? Uh, can I? Share yeah, it? if Hold if on. you can share it, then please do. Yeah, Hold it's on. um. I don't so understand I, what this is. Uh, so I know what it actually is, and I want you guys to actually. It would be cool if you guys guess what this one is. What is? Um, I would say so, that has wow. to do with something with uh, being in a butcher shop and hooking your meat. <laughs> Ooh, that's a really good guess. <laughs> I, wow. Is it no, like I have no totally idea. wrong, but it's a really good guess. <laughs> it, I wanted it to be really random, but yeah, that's beautiful. Drew, do you have any any ideas of what this might be? Well, since you guys are way more clever than I am, I'm going to say pull up enhancers. Hmm. I was kind of thinking nope. around that same that same <laughs> route of like just the lazy man's way of doing pull-ups, but yeah. I, either that or it's something sexual. It's got to be something sexual, like you're <clears throat> digging your hook in her. I don't. That's disgusting. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's mm. Batman. Batman. It's like a Batman utility belt. It's something you throw out there, right? To swing. So that's. I thought that's what it was. Was it was like a like a climbing helper because you know like your hooks so that you know if you get finger fatigue or whatever. Um, but Drew, you were actually really, really close. It's it's not a pull up helper, but it's a uh, like a dumbbell curler helper. Mm. So the barbell actually sits in those hooks, and then uh, you know as you're like lifting, you're I guess you're just gonna have your Seems entire like the wrist. Most pointless thing. Yeah, and you know like if you drop it, then it's still really attached to you, which normally yeah. means you're like going down with it. So. <laughs> I think that's sort of the danger of it I all, have but, bought uh, stuff on Wish, and every single thing you get back is the most pointless thing. It's a fact. They're, it's just the worst. I deleted and blocked everything. Like never. But, they're, but they're making millions of dollars off of people. Like they so are. Yeah, much they are. money. Because it's, it's, an, it's an impulse buy that's $2, and you go, oh, tch, I got $2 on it. And then four months later, it comes in, and you go, oh, I forgot <laughs> I ordered this. Wait, what the fuck is this? 
Yeah. Oh, right. It's a wine nutsack decanter. <laughs> yeah, but it won't, it won't look anything close to that. You know, isn't this isn't Wish basically the app you use when you're just shit face drunk, like scrolling on Facebook, right? I, I would assume that's what nobody's going to Wish at two in the afternoon sober, right? Unless they're doing a podcast. It was like it started coming up as like Facebook ads or Instagram ads, and then you would click on it. It's like it's what he's doing. You're like, what the? You click on it's it, literally, then, what the fuck? And then you get yeah. stuck on it, and you're like, why am I still scrolling? You know, and then you're like, yeah. oh, two bucks. I'll try that. Yeah, uh, I I will say like I do my pin of the wedding and I actually my fiance got me like a like literally a pin holding book. I have so many now. It's like an old CD case and I keep them all in there. But I get a lot of my pins from Wish and it's pretty fun because you spend like 45 cents on each one. You get them like six months later, you know, and you're like, oh, this is a fun little surprise. But um, I've gotten a lot of stuff and I kind of figured out a little bit of a system to it. Where as long as you spend more than like fifteen or twenty dollars on stuff, it's actually pretty good. Because um, I bought this little projector for like thirty-five dollars, and I just used it here in the office. I was I used to put my face up on the wall behind me when I did Twitch stuff. Um, so like, there's you know there's some sneaky stuff in the in the in the catacombs of Wish, I guess. But Speak- for the most part, it's all, it's all shit. Speaking of which, Kevin, how how does it feel to say your fiance? Like you you just like. Let that roll uh, off your... pretty cool, man. You like so I've gotten very used to it. I, I was so used to just saying, like, my girl and stuff like that. But, yeah. You got, you got the official title now. Uh, you Drew, you're married. For two years. You're going to milk that for two, three, four years? What do you... Yeah, you we all do weddings, gonna... right? So you're always like, so finally they're getting married after, what, a 10-year engagement? Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> going to be pretty long. We don't even know what year we're getting married yet. <laughs> it's just, just... Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff that has to happen before then. Um... That, that we're trying to figure out but it's that should all come to a close in like 2023 and then it's really just more you know coming up with the idea of what we want and uh and uh, drew you who's the, gonna dj it dude drew is actually the first person to ask he was like i'd really like to throw my hat in the ring and i will not forget his exact verbiage and i was like that is so classy of you dude you know because everybody else is like hey just make sure you let me know when you want me to dj your wedding and i'm like fuck oh. dude like like drew was so polite about it he literally like you know because he was right there when it happened kind of and he just I like was. we were standing at the bar together right there and um and he was just like dude i just really like to throw my hat in the ring and drew do you remember what i told you i i said you said i'm on a short list of 15 and <laughs> i'm at the end of that <laughs> I, I actually probably said something like that but no dude i mean honestly my goal is to have like all of my friends are in the DJ world right now. You know, I know like one buddy from high school and then a couple other friends, you know, but really my circle's pretty tight outside of the DJ world. But um, probably half the people in attendance are going to be DJs. And I just want everybody to at some point, I'm going to have like a little, let's, it'll be like a Pong sign up sheet back in college and everybody will just like take a time slot. And then, uh, you know, we'll just have, have a fucking grand old time, just everybody kind of mixing it up together. But um, but I'm gonna isn't be that, super tough about it and be like, no, shorty, you cannot do that. I don't want to. Is that not the? <laughs> I just look. I'm not like you know. There's so many. There's five billion more talented DJs other than me, uh, and so I think if if you know, I had to pick. Obviously, these two that are sitting 
uh, here on the podcast today would would obviously be way above uh, on the list than me. But isn't that not you're, a shitty part 16. of being a DJ is having DJs reach out to you and like, hey, you're going to like, ju- so Justin Reed and I, we're in the same market. We compete together, but we've been friends for 20 years. I love the guy. And uh, so, you know, when he, he got engaged a, a billion years ago, uh, I didn't even ask. I didn't even ask. Uh, you know, he hired a DJ out of Charlotte. You know, they took care of it. I didn't really want to. I wanted to kind of enjoy like the night. You know, I didn't want to like have the pressure of like, oh shit, like this is my best friend in the world and now I have to like be the best DJ ever for him. I just want to be like, yo, can I just get shit faced to the bar with you and do shots? Like that's like that's where my brain was, you know? Uh Drew, you are married. Uh did you how, how did that work? I know you've been married for quite a while, but did you yeah. have DJs reach out to you like Kevin is now experiencing or no, how did that work for you? Uh let's see. So I've been married my wife is one of my biggest supporters. She, uh, I actually, we got engaged, and then I quit my day job and said, I'm going to become a full-time DJ, which everyone should listen to. Women love Definitely that. Definitely do that. No, yeah, actually, that. she was a giant supporter, and <clears throat> I did quit my day job. I'm not even lying about that. I quit my day job. What did you do before? So I'm going to do um, – I was DJing the whole time, but at the, the – like more uh, – well, actually, it wasn't even on the side. I was DJing like seven nights a week. Just at a bar, and then I was DJing, and then um, I was doing uh, mortgage loans, and okay. so I told, I told, I told her, "Look, I'm miserable at these mortgage loans. I can't stand it. I know I can actually make money if you just believe in me." And this is when we were dating, and so um, then we got engaged, and right before we got married, we refied the house, and we started, um, yeah, basically we got married in Hawaii because I didn't want to do a wedding. This is, this is how it happened. I knew I was going to have to invite a bunch of people. And so I said, we're getting married in Hawaii. If you want to come cool, if you don't, no worries. And that's, and and we had 75 people show up. I hired a a local guy, put him up. I, I mean, I don't even know where he's at now. I actually don't follow him, but, um, that was kind of the beauty about it <laughs> right it was yeah. like um just had all my family and friends and like a, a bunch of randoms because some people actually took you up on the the offer of hey if you want to show up cool if you don't whatever so um i kept it low-key I, I, you said you, uh, you said you did mortgage uh loans before and that, you're, that you were miserable and that your, your girlfriend and then of course then fiance and wife kind of supported the decision to uh, make you a full time DJ, which even how, how long you been married now? You said fourteen years. I think I think I read that somewhere. Oh yeah. uh, seven. So whatever that is, I can't do math. It's fifteen years it's, this year in August. So and that's a big. Uh, I remember when uh, I first started my DJ company. Uh, I was engaged at the time, and I told the girl that I was engaged to at the time that uh, Ke- you okay, Kevin. I didn't know that. Yeah, I was engaged before a long time ago. I'm a bad friend. Yeah, you are. Uh, so I was engaged, and I told her I wanted to do this, and and uh, I remember, uh, you know, DJing, and I was making like seven, eight hundred bucks being a DJ. Like I was at that point in my career, where I was like, I'm just trying to find weddings to do, and uh, so we got, you know, I got the check from the wedding, and I remember, I'll never forget. She's like, uh, she's like, what are you gonna do with the money? I said, why well, you want to invest it back in the company? She's like, oh, I need new shoes. And I'm at that moment. I was like, "This is not the person I need to be with." Like at that very exact moment, 
And I think it's pretty awesome that your that your wife, your girlfriend then had this like I'm sure there were nerves. I'm sure they were like, Oh fuck, what are we about to do? Because there are some DJs that try it and it doesn't work out and there is no uh ambition or they think it's just all gonna come to them. Um, so I'm glad that like, it, at least there was somebody supporting it. I think like all three of you have that, uh, I'm, I'm clearly no longer engaged or married or have a girlfriend at this point, <laughs> but I'm glad that all three of you have somebody that just support the fuck out of you guys. Um, because this industry is not for the week at all. Um, so I want to also ask Drew and I promise Fuse, I got a billion questions for you as well, but do you like for direct music service DMS? Like that's been a long time. That website's been around for what, like since the nineties, right? Well, we originally started in uh, all the all the vinyls. So you would find okay. the pop rock vinyls, and um, man, I cannot even remember any of the names at the moment. <laughs> but great savers, great pop rock. Yeah. So we had all the all the vinyls that you would carry around, and basically, Kevin Scott would make intros, outros, and yeah. they would press them, and it would be kind of like a promo only you get the promo only disc and it would have you know 20 songs on it well promo only would have 20 songs on it and two usable and then <laughs> uh, and then three months later you would get the one that you wanted and you're like oh tight thank you um but tms was always putting out the the you know the tracks that were usable being played in the club and um you would it would be more of like the yeah, six or seven of like the big, big, big hits on wax so that you didn't have to when you were traveling with all your vinyl, you didn't have to have all of those as singles. Wow. So was this also uh, in the same uh, years that you were doing the mortgages and kind of DJing on the side that you were doing so direct music service? I actually started uh, with DMS more around 2010. Um, okay. So with Kevin Scott, I, I basically started with the digital age and it was right when they they switched over into the digital era. Um, my my years not perfect, <laughs> but I was one of the, the the first couple employees, and they needed somebody. I was opening for Kevin Scott, who's one of the the, the owners, and him and Warren um, both own it. But yeah, I was I was basically just doing opening up for him, and I was like, hey, any way I could help, you know? I was just trying to. I, I just went full time a couple years back and was kind of struggling trying to find my footing and he he brought me on and it was really to help with the back end and I started doing edits for for them then as well so why, why DMS two. like why not like a funky mix or an ulti mix like why like why you know like what um, kind of gravitated you toward this website toward toward the this community of remixers of course it's a great question uh to be completely honest with you, you know, I just, me and Kevin clicked. I mean, we're still like super, super tight to this day. And he, he was on, you know, he was working for AM. He was traveling the country. I just, I think style wise, when I was opening for him, I, at that time I was playing one of the biggest clubs here in Orange County and we had every single DJ come through. And he was just always the one that I felt like, man, I DJ just like this guy, or I try to, I think in my head I do. <laughs> He's way better than I am, but I think I do. So I, I just felt like that we had a similar style and we just, we just connected. Huge, man. 
Yeah, I, Fuse, and, uh, you also do some stuff for DMS. Like what? Like how? When did you start? Like what? Uh, what was your gravitational pull toward the website as well? What did Drew was, was Drew kind of an influence of also having you join? Uh, I didn't know who Drew was when I started. <laughs> really? Okay. Facts. No, so we probably started close at the same time. Maybe Drew. Uh, uh, Drew might have been a year or two before, but I was around 2010 ish, and well, Kevin boy, was coming through. Yeah, I know. We we um, we were both on at the same time. And uh-huh. like hanging out, I think both of us weren't really we were like contributors. And that's what we always try and tell contributors is like sometimes you got to put in the time to then get signed. Right. Yeah. It's With a, you, yeah. So you were you basically you were, like, say, here, here's a mix. Have it basically. Yeah. Any edits that I was making, I was just putting out. I was just putting out. I was I knew that I was doing something that at the time people weren't doing. And not everything that I would send in would get put up. But if I sent in 10 edits, five of them would go up. So I was just, Simo and I, Simo's in Cincinnati too, and Simo and I kind of had the same idea where it's like, fuck it, let's just come over to each other's house once a day or once a week and we'll make a bunch of edits. We'll put both of our names on them and we'll have better chance of getting them up on the site. And so that's what we started doing. And um, But I knew Kevin and I started using DMS long before I even started submitting edits to DMS. And I want to say I started using DMS right around 2008. That's about nine. when it switched over. About yeah. eight was when it dropped because I remember Kevin was coming through and would be like, hey, I got this thing. It's coming out. I was like, all right, tell me when. Yeah. <laughs> I'll sign up. It was right around that because I was getting stuff off – Brooklyn clan at the time and i think i used another dj city was really the only my, other pool at the time my mp3 pool i think was the other one that i got music from but i knew kevin because he was coming through playing the club too so um kevin i wasn't even like djing that much at the club at that point, but I was already submitting edits. And when he came through, he was like, Oh man, nice to meet you. Like, we, it's cool. I, your edits are up. Like, it's really nice to meet you. And then, you know, over the kind of the couple years of him coming through there and opening for him all the time and building that kind of that relationship, uh, there was a spot that opened up and I kind of filled that spot. And then that's kind of how it went. But I was using DMS as pretty much my main record pool before I even. You know, became an, it became on. an official. It, yeah. But one thing that I could say for Kevin and Warren is you guys probably know Warren a lot more than than Kevin, just because Kevin's kind of taken a behind the scenes kind of role as of late. But both Warren and Kevin have projected the life that I the life that I've wanted to live for myself. You know, Kevin is um, both Warren and Kevin both have wife kids they've they've they're living proof that you can be normal in an industry that is not normal at all and for me that was one of the biggest coolest things for working for them is like oh here i am working for two guys that have like you know their lives put together and you know are normal you know and i i still like that part about it you know and i still like both uh kevin and warren i feel like they're like my dj dads you know like that it and it's funny like 
you know, we, when I was out playing with Drew in January, uh, a lot of the other guys came through, uh, Warren, Jason B, Donk, um, who else? I'm missing somebody. Uh, anyway, I, I was telling my girlfriend, I'm like, you know, like how when you see your friends from college, I'm like, anytime I see those these guys, it's like seeing my friends from college, you know, like, because we, you know, we only get together so much, but we know so much about each other and we spend have spent a lot of time talking and working and we all do the same thing. So it's like you get a couple like minded people together and, you know, it seems like you've known each other way longer because you're all doing the same thing and you know so much about each other and all that. So, well, there was the, uh, the DMS house as everyone was calling it in Vegas. Uh, you guys rented an Airbnb and, uh, I won't, uh, all I'll say is that, um, you know, people would come over to the DMS house and then leave. And I guess there was a night where some stories were shared about DJ AM and some other people, some just people that we all admire in the DJ industry. And, uh, I think that direct music service DMS itself uh, it just has a uh, a name of recognition with everyone. And you you bring up a great point. I think um, the DJ industry, like there's so many people that, especially 10, 12, 15 years ago, you thought of a DJ as just like this recluse type of guy or girl uh, in the industry that could never get married or settle down or that that wasn't in you know that wasn't in the cards. Uh, and even going back to what. Uh, Drew said about, you know, hey, I want to quit this nine to five. I fucking hate it. And I love doing this. And this is my passion. Uh, and I think having people like Warren and Kevin be those role models to say, hey, look, you know, you guys can be normal human beings and not have to sit at a cubicle from nine to five p.m. at a computer. Because um, I, I think our industry has always been like, it is abnormal. It isn't a normal job. We do work a weekend. We do work late nights sometimes. So, you know, there, there isn't this like normalcy, or I guess for the longest time there wasn't. Does that make sense? Or am I just being a fucking rambling idiot? Like totally makes sense. I, I, we, I seriously preach this all the time. And I, I preach this because the only reason I told you I was working seven nights a week before my wife kind of was like, give me the go ahead. And the only reason I wasn't doing it full time before, because I listened to my dad say, you can't do that. And, you know, my dad here with two masters and fucking God knows what and still not making shit. And I'm going, no, dad, you're wrong. You know, and and hey, but they come from a different get- time. You know? Well, this is probably going to happen with our kids and go, but, but dad, look, I'm making TikToks and you're going to go, Twitch. you can't, you can't be a TikToker for the rest of your life. And you're, and they're going to go, Hey, this paycheck sure, sure as fuck says I can TikTok all fucking day. Right. You know, hell yeah, it's, it's going to happen, dude. Like, There's always going to be right. something that's like weird to us, but is, and I will always embrace my daughter if she wants to do something that's just a little bit different, like just have a backup and plan. It, I think it's funny you mentioned that I was I'll never forget. I was last summer. I was at a Phillies game with my cousin and um, Nathan pulled his phone out. (laughs) Nathan pulled his phone out and uh, uh, he's like, oh, sweet. And it was my 15 year old cousin. I said, so what's up? He's like, I just got paid from Twitch. And I went, what? (laughs) And he's like, yeah, I just made three hundred dollars from Twitch. And I was like, What? Like, and to a 15, 16 year old, like $300 is a lot of fucking money like for, for that, Thanks. you know, like, and, and I thought to him and I looked at him and I said, 
I said, you know, $300 to me, like at my age is not really that much anymore, but like to you, it's a lot of money. Imagine what, if you keep doing this on Twitch, imagine what you're going to be like in 10 years. Um, and I think that that, that holds true. Like, yeah, there are, um, the, the normalcy of the nine to five, I think is going away. I, I think that, I think COVID sped that up. I think that, um, uh, honestly, like when COVID happened, uh, you know, when I was in radio, they, they made us leave. They made us all go home. And I literally built this, you know, studio. Yes, you can drink. Um, I built this kind of studio in my wedding office so I could do the show from here. But I would watch these gamers. I thought your show was sponsored by I thought your show was sponsored by Liquid Death. I was expecting all the Liquid Death. Uh, yeah, well, it's not our show, but the Liquid Death is here. Is sitting here right here. <laughs> <laughs> our but show is not sponsored by Liquid Death. Still, oh, it's neither not. Is okay. your show. not yet, and neither is We're your show yet. <laughs> but I, I think COVID sped that up. I think that you know, I, I started watching these gamers on YouTube, and I'm or on and YouTube and on Twitch, and I'm like, my God, they're like, they're making how much money a day just in donations. Uh, it was insane. It's insane to see that. I think the I think the corp, corporate Americas and and I'm not trying to go down this like rabbit hole of like the seriousness of the podcast, but I think corporate America is in trouble. I think I think this nine to five mentality is done. I think people are well, finding other things to do. To add to what you're saying, um, you know, I have older my my wife's mom and my dad are you know they come over for the Christmases, if you will, and we love to have hot topics, and, uh, and not the goth kind. We like to have the hot topics on, <laughs> on uh, if we're <laughs> if we're wearing, uh, you know, if we're able to eat at Taco Bell tomorrow. But you know, they they say, oh, they're still milking the 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 thing in the place, and they're still milking the the free tax money. And it's like, no, dude, they. They just realized that that's a stupid job <laughs> and they'd rather yeah. be unemployed. When I, I have the, I had a, a job at Disneyland when I was 16, you know, during the summer, just, just a brief little thing. And it may or may not have been to pick up on girls that work there too, but you know, it is what it is. And when you go there and you realize like for summer, you start at eight and then you end at six and then your next shift is at one and like you have all this this fucked up shift right you z you have zero life and then they give you one day off and then you work and then another day off it's like who wants to do that and then you get the check and granted you know it's more a little bit more now it's probably equal you get the check and you're like this is useless i'd rather do what i love and just you know I could buy one pair of Jordans with this. What the fuck? <laughs> that. Well, I can right. sell those Jordans for three times the money if I yeah. wanted to also. Yeah, I I think there's a lot that's going to change. And I, I mean, some of these big tech companies, you know, I've already been showing it the way they allow employees to work. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not saying they're doing it 100% right either, but who the fuck cares if you're in an office from nine to five if you're being productive and you're getting what your responsibility is done who give a, if it's due on fucking friday who gives a fuck if it's if, if you if do it you thursday do it, night yeah, yeah yeah at midnight while you're watching netflix who the fuck cares if that's when you're most productive that's when you're most productive and 
Hey, we're all doing this podcast for free, right? Same thing, right? We all love it. We're yeah. all doing it. We're hey. making. What are you talking about? We're making money over here. We're <laughs> We've made eighteen cents. No, we have eighteen. Right. We are not sponsored by Liquid Death, we and we're still making no money from them. We, we actually we have we have forty five cents now from Spotify. Thank you very much. All right, so that's it. I'm retired. We're done here. Uh, I like your segue, Kevin, because I, I want to say that uh, I don't know what you guys use, and I want to talk about your like your podcasting. And I know we're going to be on your show as well. We'll kind of swap roles here, uh, minus Stop. the butt plug with the furry thing on it. But uh, I want to kind of swap roles as far as like uh, the podcasting and stuff, and what we use versus what you guys use, and just anybody that's listening to this that may be in the DJ industry that says, "Hey, I want to do this too." Uh, so Kevin and I use uh, a thing called Riverside to do all of our video stuff. I love it. It's phenomenal, except for the fact that Drew Pierce just dipped out or something. I don't know what happened. He's probably pooping. He's pooping oh. right in his chair, I think. Yeah. <laughs> he, so he had to turn his camera off. That's a, yeah. that's a whole different definition. They needed of those liquid. doggy diapers. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole different definition of liquid death. Um, oh, Jesus. Where's my... Where, where's my... Oh, there we go. There it is. There, there it is. <laughs> We're getting to dad jokes, I promise. Uh, I do want to say, like, so we use Riverside for a video. We use Anchor for uh, uploading our podcast for our, our um, audio. We, I was texting Kevin the other day. Again, I don't know what you guys use for your podcast, but Spotify uh, just gave us the green light to where now if you're listening on Spotify, you can actually watch the video on Spotify as well. Um, so oh, nice. Click, click on our episode cool. on Spotify. On the top is the video, obviously. The audio version comes with that. And um, there's a lot of cool perks with Anchor. Like uh, before the show, the show runs, you hear, you hear an ad that plays. So we get paid per time. The ad plays and that sort of thing. So again, going back to like the nine to five. And again, we, we made the joke like we make 46 cents. It's not like we're making a ton of money here. But Joe Rogan had to start somewhere as well. Like he And he says it on his show all the time. Like he literally was doing the show for free with a webcam you know, 10 years ago in his, in his house with just a bunch of comedy buddies of his. And now he's got, what do they say? Like, I think he has like 30 million listeners per episode. Got half the world listening, man. You know, like they tried to cancel him, but that's a whole nother, (laughs) that's a whole nother topic. I have, I have uh, comments about, but I, I, what I will say is I'm glad that Spotify said, Hey, look, he did wrong. He fucked up. Uh, we we don't agree with what he said. Um, he came out with any apology. What I will say to that is like, why can't people just apologize and go, hey, we I made a mistake ten years ago. I tweeted something out. It was fucking dumb. You know, uh, you know, Kevin Hart has a documentary on Netflix called "I Hope I Don't Fuck This Up," and if you've never watched it, go watch it. It's a fucking phenomenal episode, and it follows his journey along. Uh, along the journey of uh, when he was announced that he was going to be the host of the Oscars. And then three days later, those tweets came out and he didn't back down. He said, fuck it. Like I said, I'm sorry. Like that's all I'm doing. I'm not going to bend over. I'm not going to, you know, change who I am. Props to him. Yeah. I think, I think that cancel culture stuff is fucking annoying. Like everybody is imperfect. Everybody. Everybody has said something that they shouldn't have said at one point or time. And all these people are acting so self-righteous, just want to see somebody's fucking career or life or whatever end because they're such miserable fucking people themselves. It's like... Right. Well, and they want it to end the second that someone finally gets something amazing. So, again, Kevin Hart 
you know, got got asked to be the host of the Oscars. I think Kevin Hart is one of the most phenomenal, hardworking people. After watching that documentary, I was like, this guy doesn't quit. I mean, he works 12, 14, 16 hour days with three kids and a wife. And he's got a, a, a radio show in Sirius XM. He's got, you know, his comedy special. He's got this. He's got so many projects that he's doing. And to get the news that you've, you're now the host of the Oscars and then two days later to have people go back in their tweets for 10 years ago. Like, imagine taking your phone and going, all right, I'm going to scroll until I get 10 years down the road in your tweets to find something that, yes, was wrong. A hundred percent. What he tweeted was not right, but he was trying to be funny. And he's also a comedian. Like he's a comedian. Yeah. Like it's it just... a cancel culture. I mean, and Chris Rock was hoping let... that he, that happened to him a couple of days before. Look what, you know, cause then he wouldn't have had right. to deal with it and be in this, this limelight or stuck in this, this awkward situation that he's in. Will's yeah, probably the... his buddy. <laughs> and he's, he's stuck in this thing of, Yo, you kind of did me dirty, but at the same time, like, I'm trying to not do you dirty back, you know? So it's like, it's weird, you know? It's it's all so strange, and it really is just like a, a cowardice of all the people that are the consumers of all the content versus the creators in that, like, there's some jealousy factor, some, like, sick, just why not me factor to it all. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, dude, the Facebook is, like, I don't, the other F word besides fuck. You know, um, I like it was thrown around a lot back in like the early 2000s and stuff. And I had a bunch of pictures that had comments and actual captions using that word. And Facebook's ripping them down now. And I'm like, good, save me the trouble of doing it. But no one's going back and looking at the captions of my photos saying, oh, he called this person, you know, like this word in the past. Like it's it's. You know, I don't know. Like the the point is, you're supposed to change. I'm getting blackballed on MySpace right now. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like that is such a an ancient tomb of a of a media platform that why why do we care you know but people are just trying to dig up dirt on people for no reason. Yeah, I, I don't I don't understand the 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 point. I, I mean, well, obviously the the point I think like what Drew refused or one of you guys said that it's just to basically destroy someone. But the weird thing is like it's it's like. It's like Jacob in his mom's basement that is going back 10 years and Kevin Hart's tweets to find it. Yeah. And then like, so it happens, right? So Kevin Hart says, fuck it, I'm not doing the Oscars, uh, you know, or, you know, Will Smith. That's, well, that's probably a whole different situation. We'll go back to the Kevin Hart thing. Like, so it happens, right? So Jacob's like, yeah, it happened. But, th- but then what? Like Jacob's still in his basement of his mom's house. Like they're nothing. Being a fucking loser. For- yeah, wait, wait, wait. he's still the fucking living. the real loser of everybody. Wait, I want to say I something here. Actually, I got something. Yo, Fuse so is fired our, up, baby. Our, I our hate that this. shit. <laughs> our yeah, non-sponsor, our non-sponsor, Liquid Death. Their advertising is so amazing. What they they do is they take those, uh, you know, where hey, I'm never using your products again because you're the devil, and they put yes. it out as their tweet, and then they make a shirt about it, and they're like, yay, we're the devil. And, and, and they're just embracing it and just like, fuck you. And um, mm-hmm. I heard but you know, the owner what... did a whole fucking podcast uh, uh, episode about like talking about how someone was trying to cancel in like er- in the early beginnings. And they, they basically tracked down this guy and he just does it to every single person, like every China, t- every type of big company. He's going around yeah. and trying to cancel him. And, you know, they stood up to him 
and you know props to our non-sponsor liquid death right i i remember uh you know the station had a twitter account and and uh listeners all the time will tweet you just stupid shit you know just to try to get at you and so i remember uh the the listener tweeted us something uh the same the same shit like oh, you play the same 10 songs over and over again first off we fucking know okay second secondly like it's just we get it and so i think i tweeted back at them with this from the station account i said something sarcastic and i got drug into uh the general manager's office and the program director's office and the corporate was involved this is the whole thing and like you can't do that to listeners and i literally looked at him and i go have you seen how wendy's tweets <laughs> and the reaction that they get from their yeah. followers like doing this is going to give you more clout than us being like oh we're very sorry and we'll try to do better and if you have any questions contact management at radiostation.com like Ugh. me tweeting that sarcastic tweet was the same thing i did that wendy's does obviously wendy's probably does a very better job than i did but like i don't understand like i don't know I'm, I'm, the problem is with that is like you need a very forward-thinking person and yes. you need not the the old man who has gone well i've done this for 30 years and this yep. is how it's worked and it's like look bro yeah times change yeah. you know yeah. like think the way to do things you adapt or die you know Fuse, adapt that's, that's or die. how that's how that industry thinks i mean there are people that uh so i worked in the top 40 you know format so it's female you know we're tr we're trying to attract that 18 to 34 female that was our demo the fuse it's all ran by 50 plus year old men with gray hair yep. and i said you to drive them, corvettes I go, and have gold chains and I, and and in my my head i go why aren't females running this why aren't why isn't the female you know industry i this, can answer that question too because they all fucking hate each other that's the answer wait shorty so instead you said hey i want to go with a demo of dudes 25 to 50 you gotta adapt yeah <laughs> they were like you're hired hey Bro, I just fuse. You said it, man. Corvettes, dude. The fact that some people still think Corvettes are sweet, like <laughs> Those new uh, ones are kind of cool. The, the, but... the C7 and the C8 is a completely different vehicle. I agree. But like the guys that you know that still think like a 2002 Mustang is sweet, like those are <laughs> fucking mom Mustangs, bro. I hate yeah. those fucking things. Wait, wait a sec. I drive a Toyota Highlander. So what does that make me? A mom. What? Mm. A dad. A dad <laughs> owner. A, uh, a, dog a dog dad owner, a, dog a dog dad a dog dad <laughs> uh, listen i do put percy dad. in the back of the seat okay he rides along that's our next that's our first shirt is highlander the official <laughs> vehicle of the dog dad in north carolina <laughs> south carolina you jerk <laughs> okay that's another part of our drinking game every time i say north instead of south uh, I want to talk about the Drew and Fuse show. You can find them at the Drew and Fuse, uh, Drew and Fuse show .com, Of course, on Spotify, YouTube, everywhere, obviously, that where you can find your content. I want to ask, like, uh, so Kevin and I are still trying to figure out the kind of formatics of this show. It's still a shit show, as we would say, but we're starting to get into that. And I will say we kind of uh, we give you a nod uh, to this where we've kind of come up with different, um, I want to say, segments of the show. You guys have these segments called the rapid fire segments. Um, where I, I was listening to Jan I actually on the plane from South Carolina to Vegas. 
And I loved how the show is broken up. I love how you guys talk for a little bit. And then there's like a segment. And then you guys ask a few more questions. And there's these kind of fun segments. Uh, how'd this come about? How'd you guys come up with these segments? Has it always uh, been like that on the show? Like, where did this uh, come about? I This is um, 100% me being obsessed with morning radio. So I am not a morning person. I hate Do we take mornings. a drink? There? Oh, no, we don't. Mm. <laughs> I hate mornings. Um, but, you know, part of the deal, um, you know, not getting a dog and having a daughter is you take them to school. And so I, I take my daughter to school every morning and she's been raised on our local morning radio station and she hates it. But what's the show? A little bit. She loves it just a little bit. Yeah. And it's I'm in L.A. So. L.A. Morning Radio, K-Rock, it's Kevin and Bean, where, I mean, they're they're no longer, um, they, they've kind of gone their other ways, They but 30 years solid every morning, and they were just Kevin crushing and it, crushing it. I mean, I they they, they basically found uh, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, Adam Carolla, all those early, early, oh, uh, oh who shit. else? Um, um, fuck, what's his name? Carson Daly, all these big mm-hmm. giant stars oh, came from the Kevin and Bean show. And I'm just such a big fan. And I've always wanted to just have a morning show. I just I love every idea about it. And so it's it's a work Same. in progress. But that's really kind yeah. of what it comes from is we're trying to like you guys were talking about. It's it's going to evolve. It's It can't just be it's DJ talk because that's what we do. And we're talking music and the the two. <laughs> to answer your question the best way without me ranting is uh the segments have become from listeners texting in it's all about the listeners they always text in they're like hey i like this part the best you're like oh so do i next segment this one yeah <laughs> yeah and same i was always a big uh morning show listening to uh i was big on howard stern which i've basically yes, abandoned dude. living i've abandoned listening to him anymore yeah, but same uh, man since COVID. Uh, uh, he is just the person anymore. <sighs> Fuck it. I'll just say it. The person that he is anymore is the person he used to fucking talk shit all about Absolutely, during his show. dude. And like, you. And I fucking hate him for it because I'm yeah. like, dude, you created this whole speak your mind, fucking say whatever the fuck you want. And now you are so like woke cancel culture won't say anything. And I'm like, who, who so, is this guy? You, and yeah. you talk about your wife and her fucking Peloton more than anybody. I fucking have heard. I've heard the word Peloton more come out of his mouth than anybody's mouth. So yeah. there's a, there's a woman behind that. Uh, there's a consultant that when he moved to Sirius XM uh, for a couple years there, he was still doing kind of the, the Sibian and the strippers and the, you know, the things he would the do shock, on, shock uh, shit. Right. Yeah. Right. That he would do on uh 92, three in New York. And that and was, I, that stuff's cool, but I liked uh, all of his like more real stuff when he would get people in and stuff, you know, sure. but oh, listen, yeah, man, the, the whack pack was my favorite. I mean, like uh, <laughs> uh, the, I, when, when, uh, when, when Drew had mentioned Jimmy Kimmel, I almost said Jimbo Kimball. Like I almost Jimble just Kimble. without reaction said Jimbo <laughs> Kimball, uh, because that's just what you know what 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 you know the whack pack would say. And, yeah, uh, and high pitch Eric is probably still one of the most fascinating people ever. Yeah, I miss I miss Eric the midget. Excuse me, Eric the actor. Eric, Eric the, actor. the actor. Right. I, I do. Well, that I, was 
That was the Does biggest Drew thing. Does Drew have like any idea what pack. we're talking about? Was Howard Stern a thing in L.A.? Again, I listened to Howard when I did I did construction for a little bit. So I listened to Howard. And Howard's big. Don't get me wrong. I know Howard's massive. The amount of time I listen to radio is taking my daughter, picking her up with one eye open, and driving down the street, dropping her off, and then coming right. back home. And then... Shit's turned off and I'm going back to bed. That was that was the extent of it, right? So I understand his legacy. I, I've listened to interviews. I, I know I love I still do think his interviews are awesome. I think he uh he knows how to pull something out of people. Um I don't know what kind of Dude. stuff he's getting, but he it, he definitely is able to pull shit out of people. Less, man. Though. It like yeah. the, the newer interviews have been a little different than than obviously like ten years ago. Uh, he's just an old fuddy duddy anymore too yes yeah, so fuddy duddy yeah square so there's, a, there's old a square if you will old square i love it yeah yeah there's there well, is I mean, a oh good well like billy eilish found out that she was this was like right at the tail end of his interview still being good billy eilish found out that she was a test tube baby on his show like to me that's crazy and it may have been played up a little bit you know they may have like already known and shared it with her but the fact that she went into the interview with her brother Phineas, yeah. I think yeah. is his yeah. name, right? Yeah, because yeah. he's an he's an he's, artist as well, and he's incredibly talented. He's her producer. Um, he pr yeah, yeah, he's produced all of her stuff. Yeah, but you know he's not getting that same attention that she's getting. So I think he started to do some of his own solo stuff. But like when you hear about like that, when you see, but now it's like Jimmy Kimmel is literally a guest like once a month on the show. Yeah, and it's like how many times can we hear from him? All the like main people that quit, you know, Shuli, um, Brent all those like real big guys that came from other radio stations that, you know, that I thought were super entertaining. It's really just, there's like one good person left and that's like Steve Nowicki. But again, I'm the same way as you fuse. I don't think I've listened since yeah. pandemic hit and he was doing the zoom recording type shit. Like, yeah, dude, so I, yeah, I was like, fuck serious. Fuck him. Like, yeah, it sucks anymore. So yeah. I, I, uh, so surely came to Greenville here and uh justin reed and i went to see shuli and uh four people were there because it's just greenville it's not like you know nobody knows yeah, yeah. what the howard stern show is here is uh, you know and he and i were like the biggest fans so uh we went and had drinks with shuli after uh the show uh, i was supposed to interview shuli but the schedules didn't link up like he was supposed to come in the studio and sit down and have an interview and it just like he got in late and i said well fuck it don't worry about it and I literally walked up to him and let him know. And he said, yo, look, he was the nicest guy in the fucking world. He goes, hey, I got to do some things. But he's like, where's a bar we can go to drink? And so I told him the bar. Uh, Ten minutes later, he shows up, sits down, grabs a drink around, sits down with all of us. Uh, a couple of the people that were there also joined us. And uh, he was the nicest person uh, on the planet. I just the nicest guy and and just uh, I, I was sitting there asking him questions about the show and uh he said some things that like he probably shouldn't have said uh he kind of opened up that fourth wall of like what you know what is happening and what is going on and how the show is changing and adapting um and I do think the show needed to adapt I don't think a 70 year old man needs to be like okay the stripper has to get on the Sibian now and let's turn it on and like you know yeah. those days are kind of behind him uh, but I do agree with you, Fuse. I think it went way uh, the other way. But there are consultants, there are people behind him that I think are telling him do this and do that, and uh, and it, I think it kind of ruined it. And um, again, I I don't expect a seventy year old man to 
you know, pl- playing with the girl's, you know, boobs while dude, he's, he's fucking fart show. man at the end of the day, though. Like, <laughs> let's yeah, let's listen to about who we're talking about here. Right. Like, yeah. You know, it's like my whole thing, too, is just like, I don't know. He the. That's Fuses, Fuses oh, wait, wait. like absolutely sad, broken man, stern, but, like but, broken. But can I bring it back then? Since I'm the the odd man out yeah. that wasn't a giant yeah. stern fan, um, and and also it has everything to do with the fact that I just you know, uh, K Rock was always like the was just stuck on my radio. It's I a heritage. Just, oh yeah. yeah. So um, same same thing. Segments, right? That's that's what you brought up originally, right? That was the whole yeah. deal with segments. Yeah, that's what made you like it. That and that's kind of what the idea is, right? Just to carry the conversation along, and you know, you guys are interviewing people, and as it goes, it's like we can only bullshit for so long. Where it's like, okay, let's let's steer this in a direction to where sure. it doesn't, it's not as rambling for three hours, which I also love. Yeah. But to really keep everybody, uh, there's so much freaking content out there, yeah. you know, and yeah. and to keep the listeners engaged, you. It's hard to just uh, have a three hour of nothing. Well, and I mean, and Joe Rogan's great at it. That, that dude smokes so much weed and just sits there for three hours <laughs> and talks to someone. And I th- and it takes me three months to get through one episode, but he, <laughs> he's really good at it. And I don't think I can hold a conversation for three hours. And, and I told Kevin this. I said, look, you know, I want to do a show where, like, we'll bring people on and we'll do kind of, you know, some segments and talk about different topics. But I also like again, I sat down with Joe Bunn face to face and was able to sit and interview him as a Stern as a not saying that I'm in any any way as great as Stern uh, whatsoever or Joe Rogan. But I still want to be able to do that kind of stuff. So to kind of bring you two back on and, you know, for it all DJ X to kind of sit down and actually just have an hour of just asking questions. And, you know, and I told Bunn this, I said, you know, because he was the first interview, I wanted to be him to be the first. And uh, I said, but I want I want to get deep. I want to talk about your kids. I want to talk about your you know, your your life. Your you know what was it like? You know what was what was eighteen year old Bun like? What was that like? And um, you know I like still like that aspect of the show as well. And so uh, hopefully when we all go to DJX in the summer, we can all kind of like revisit, sit down in a round table, and just have that kind of discussion. Whereas this kind of portion of the show is that like you know just let's find some random topics uh, to talk about. Speaking of great transition, right? Uh, Segways, baby. Before we get to dad jokes, I do want to bring up one last thing that, um, you know, that, that happened this week uh, in the world. We all obviously travel, travel a lot. We use airplanes to do that, to go to Vegas, to go to Atlantic (laughs) city. Uh, I hope that none of you uh, do this on a plane. Cause if so, I would have to defriend you on Facebook. Uh, (laughs) A Southwest passenger wow. was arrested arrested for masturbating four times. Four times during a flight, not once, but four. I times. thought it was just frowned upon. I thought <laughs> masturbating on an airplane was just frowned upon. I don't think it's illegal. <laughs> what's what's he illegal? saying? In the Hangover, he's like, it's frowned upon, like masturbating <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on an airplane. <laughs> Maybe it was the fact that he did it four times is when they were like, okay, that draws the line. Like four times is a lot. Maybe he was nervous. Fly Delta. Maybe he was nervous. Also, you know, I have several questions here. Why did it take Southwest uh, employees like the fourth time for them to go? We should probably go over and say something to the guy. Well, 
Well, this is a Fox. This is Fox. So, uh, well, <laughs> they do want to call well, it. Well, it's Fox My thing is, it's, it's a Fox local five. affiliate. It's not Fox, not Fox News. But it doesn't say he was masturbating in, like, the airplane bathroom. He was just in a seat fucking cranking one out. And I just, that, that, that is more than frowned upon. What is the longest possible flight? You know, like, this guy's got... Sta- I'm honestly impressed more than anything. And I'm sure there's some girls that are like, after the third time, they're like, this guy's got it. Look at him going again. This is somebody that I should be interested in, you know? Uh. I'm trying to see like I'm trying to see where I'm trying to see where this plane was going. Um where you know Jeffrey Jeffrey Tubin has been suspended. Well, oh wait, what? A new report on the suspension of New York Wait, what? Hold on. Breaking news, people. Oh, wait, 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 Breaking wait, wait, wait. No, news. This is the wrong this is the wrong story. I was like, what? The wrong story. Hold on. Let me try to find this. Uh Fuck it, people won't know. Just tell the wrong story. Let's just like <laughs> no, really that was... develop this, this rumor here. Brought to you Here's by the protested Radio Shorty with Ke- Hi Kevin <laughs> episode. Here we go. I've got the story. Uh, a protested. man on a Southwest Airlines flight faces federal charges after allegedly masturbating at least four times during the flight. Oh, there was at least at so the there was very even more. least. <laughs> The... He's just walking around the airplane, just fucking. Eh. Well, but wait, wait, but so just four times. How do they count that? Like, where does the where does the count start and stop? Right, you know. Yeah, every time he really... coombs, bro. I... Every time he coombs, well, that's one. You would you would guess that, but uh, who who is who is checking the towel or the sock or the the all the above? It's the uh, yeah. it's the it's the fucking the puke bag in the airplane. That's what he was using. <laughs> He's like, excuse me, can I please borrow your puke bag real, real, real quick, real quick, real quick. Um, like, or, he, or the one guy's getting hit in the face with the socks every time, and it's just like smacking him and falling down. He's, just yeah, he's literally backwards. just throwing it over his shoulder. The criminal complainant obtained by the, the site claimed it happened on Southwest Flight 3814 on April 2nd, 2022. Um, Antonio, Mc, oh my God, Antonio McGarity. What is, Kevin, what is your last name? Wait, <laughs> wait, but dude, your uncle? Honestly, like it gave him a false th- name. <laughs> it was me. Uh, is accused of masturbating four times in the in the seat next to a female passenger. The woman took photos when McGarity fell asleep. She told the flight crew what happened. They moved her uh, to another seat on the flight. The woman turned no, over the photos to Phoenix police when the flight landed. The FBI interviewed him, and he said he didn't think the female passenger was uncomfortable with him masturbating, and he thought, quote, it was kind of kinky. Wow. And every time he was done, he said, hi, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> that is from Mile Fox. Mile high, Kevin. <laughs> that is from Fox5Atlanta.com. Uh, yeah, so I guess he didn't think that she had any issue with my My... my I, okay, so... I, a couple questions here. She let it go on four times and took photos. <clears throat> no, you instantly stand up happening. and you walk away. I'm sorry. At that point, <laughs> yeah. At that point, yeah. You're the canceled. first time you stand up and walk away, I yeah. Yeah. God damn this motherfucker. <laughs> hey, she's not. If dudes, she's not like an undercover cop. Like she's not gathering evidence. If, like get yeah. the fuck out if of dudes there. Dudes, yo yo is out and he's doing around the world. <laughs> You go walk the dog down the fucking aisle. You know what I'm saying? And by walking the dog, I mean leave your dog at home because no one likes dogs. <laughs> and like, just don't have a dog. But like the the first time after you grab the photos, don't you have enough 
concrete Evans to go, okay, well, now I need to get up and go find a flight attendant and show her, show him or her these photos. No, you stand up like, instantly people- and you go, you know, you call it, yeah, you hit the, you hit all three buttons, right, uh, above you. <laughs> all three sewer And then buttons. you hit the next person's all three buttons. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then you walk out and you go, bro, dude is doing something awkward. And that he's got his dick out. Yeah. Stop. Like, and this is where we need brutally honest people everywhere. Like you don't need to be an air marshal in order to yell at this guy to stop masturbating. You know, like I would say probably like five or six seconds in, I'd probably nudge my girl and I'd be like, yo, what the fuck? And then like five or six seconds later, I'd be like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) Yeah. Like, you did it wrong. You should have tweeted him. And then you should look back on his tweets (laughs) a little bit later and go, Bro, you started him a free OnlyFans where <laughs> you're making like, money. <laughs> that's that's what I think the lady was doing was sort of just like and, and and by gathering that evidence over and over again by recording that he's like oh this lady's really fucking into this she's not yeah. ra- she's not she's recording me, me. <laughs> yeah you know I, I like also, man I also have one more we're, we're just gonna call them weird stories before we get to dad jokes that's that's my thing that I'll do all right weird, I like weird, weird stories, stories of, of the week. Yeah. Uh, we have one more story, then we'll get to dad jokes. Are these uh, all DC people from Club Florida? apologizes uh, after body of dead rapper seemed to be propped up on stage. What? What? Uh, yeah, let's let's. Uh, the Bliss nightclub said it was a, quote never made aware of what would transpire during a forty dollar event billed as the final show for the rapper Gunu. Was it, oh no! I well, thought it, it was. I thought it was his l- final show. I thought it was Lil Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> Lil Bernie. <laughs> God, that's that's bad. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Great. Uh, I don't know what's worse: the people that paid the forty dollars for the final <laughs> show, or the fact that the people were like, you know what? We're just gonna do a promotion off this, and it's forty bucks a head, and we're gonna prop this dude up and like <laughs> little Bernie. A couple of questions, like who the morgue has to be in question in all of this as well, like or unless he's just died and they didn't take the body or like nobody claimed that he was dead because yeah, those I'm goddamn lost. promoters needed him for their final show. It's always the promoters, dude. Yeah, yeah, and I mean it's called the final show. Did you expect anything less than a dead guy? Um, you know, Washington D.C. nightclub apologized Monday after videos showed what appeared to be the body of a dead rapper on stage during a funeral event. Dude, he was dead for a month. It says he was <laughs> fatally shot in a parking lot in District Heights, Maryland, last month. His killing remains unsolved. So he was dead for a month before they propped him up. In a statement, Jesus. in a statement, Bliss Nightclub said it was quote never made aware of what would transpire during a forty event, forty dollar event, blah blah blah. Uh, Morrow twenty four was found, yeah, found fatal shot. He was still, yeah. Uh, video of the event published by TMZ appeared to show Morrow in a sweatshirt and jeans with a crown on his head. He appeared to have been embalmed and propped up on stage as music played, and some people danced. <laughs> yeah. Imagine being like, yeah, there's a dead guy on stage, but it's cool. Let's just dance anyway. Let's do the Cupid <laughs> Shuffle. Oh, wait. Oh, I, I oh, I forgot to continue scrolling. The DJs were Drew and Fuse from the Drew Get out of here. Ah, no, no. Cut that. <laughs> they were literally killing it. 
There we go. Hey. <laughs> All right. Speaking of jokes, we do it every single week at the end of the show. Uh, it's dad joke, uh, dad jokes with DJ Hi Kevin. Here's how this works. Um, Drew and Fuse, Kevin is going to tell dad joke. We are going to rate it on a scale of one to ten. All right. Kevin, All right. your dad joke music. Are you ready? Here it is. Kevin's got that awkward fish dance that he does. Yeah, this awkward fish dance, you right? Watch the awkward um, fish dance on the YouTube. So here's the deal, guys. With uh, with you ranking me, just know that if you do not rank me high enough, you will not be the DJ at my wedding. Or, um, or funeral. <laughs> or my final performance uh, on stage. <laughs> I'm still picturing that guy. With, I like, just, bro, is there stills, a photo? There's got to be a photo. It is. There has to be, dude. On. There's no way. It needs to be weekend at Bernie's three, where he oh, becomes a zombie God. and he just. <laughs> oh my God! I found it. Hold on. You, no, you did no, not. I did. I dude. found are it. We I, showing, I are we showing? we showing a dead guy? I don't care. It's got to be the highest listened to podcast, and the only reason <laughs> I feel like I can talk mad shit is because it's not my show; it's your guys's. So <laughs> exactly, dude. So you know what? And that's sort of like one thing that I feel like you got. Oh my God. <laughs> How do you not know that's a dead guy? Oh Wait, the God. best is a, a 75 off patio furniture for your boy standing up. Is there like a sta- <laughs> an upright stand up? Where was on the side? That? It was on the side left. It moved. Oh, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, they're claiming that it was a funeral. Right. It says under a funeral for a Washington, fun- D.C. based rapper who performed under the stage name Gunu took place at Bliss. They're claiming oh, that that was his funeral. Oh. That you had to pay a forty dollar cover for, but here's Dude, the thing: that's amazing. His body was embalmed, so he had to be in a morgue. So the morgue has somebody's gonna be talking to this morgue, going, "How did the body get out of the morgue? How, or, or or out of the, like something's going on? Like there's more than just the club what? that's in trouble for this." Yeah, what happened between when he got murdered shot and that day? In a parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. He got shot, and then like they went to the funeral so, home, and they were like, "Listen, oh, we've got this idea. Okay, hear me out. Forty dollars a head, and we prop him up on stage, and Drew and Fuse show up and play. Uh, this is how we do it. No, I I don't want any part of this canceled. No, this that's canceled culture, bro. <laughs> Get your canceled culture out of here, dude. I'm signing a petition that you're canceling us." Sign another petition. True. Cancel him. True. Cancel his podcast. Another petition. Cancel this whole fucking thing. Cancel this. All right. Seriously, dad jokes uh, with DJ. Dad Hi, jokes, Kevin. baby. Dad uh, jokes. Your, your first dad joke there, uh, Kevin. What, All right. What, what do we have? Um, so why do cows wear bells? Why do cows wear bells, Kevin? Um, so they don't get hit by cars. No, uh, cows wear bells because their horns don't work. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> uh, Fuse, uh, we're rating these from one to ten. Fuse, you're, you're rating there as far as the worst or well, best like, dad joke. I'll put them in order. So, dad jokes are bad, right? So, that was really bad. So, that's good. It's, it's got to be like an 8.69. Wow. Nice. Oh, he gave a very accurate <laughs> rating. I've never done that. Okay. Uh, Drew, uh, one to ten there, buddy. I'm gonna have to wait until they're all done, and I'll put them in order. <laughs> okay, I like that. Do I get? To, you know what? I, I'm gonna rate that one a nine. Wow. Okay, also, keep it wow, simple. I'm glad I'm giving mine boys. later because I would it's give it a simple. lot lower than you guys. So this is awkward. Ke- Kevin with 
Kevin also will tell you that I am very harsh on his dad jokes. Like I will rate them very shitty if they're very I'm shitty. Telling, I just I put I put a decent amount of work into this and it seems like the times where I'm like shit, I need three dad jokes and I just recycle one that I've known forever, they do better. Ke- and Ke- I just like I put little effort into anything now and this is why. It's all Ke- your fault, Shorty. Kevin and I did dad jokes one day on the radio, on the radio and I literally rated it like a 3 and he hung up on me. Like l- like right he was like I'm done, I'm not doing this anymore. It just isn't happening anymore, like- man. I'm not being just ridiculed by you how and your shitty How many dad jokes do we have here, Kevin? I've got three total, so that was our first one. Right. Uh, the second one, um, I've heard recently, this is actually some more news, that keeping tropical fish at home can have a calming effect on your brain. Okay. So, you know, you keep your fish in a tank, right? Um, apparently, it's due to all the indoor fins. <laughs> 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 That's the laugh I want. That's the laugh I want. <laughs> <laughs> That's not that wasn't a applause. Uh, Fuse, you're rating there for the dad joke for uh, Kevin. Uh, that was like a three point three 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 three. That was pi. Drew's saving his. What was after three? I give that pie. Three, 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 three. Got it. Got it. I'm going to rate that one a three as well. Three point three. Just a three. Just straight three. I'm actually just going to give it a one. I'm just going to jump out ahead and be like, that's a one. Yeah, Drew doesn't even want to wait to give me the one. All right, your final dad. Final Part of the da- fun. Final dad joke of the day here. All right. This is actually one of my favorites. Um, why did the old lady fall in the well? Because she couldn't see that well. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> Drew just fell asleep. It's so bad. <laughs> oh, God. Let's have my concert. Let's have my final, my final rap concert. <laughs> If you could, if you could, we should make Spotify playlists that you would like to have at your funeral. Like honestly, I think I have the song. I tell them oh, now. I, now you guys are gonna make me put me on the spot, but I have the song. Until the day I die. Well, no. we can't play it on the I show. They, <laughs> copyright. Right, right, right. Because yeah. of copywriting. All right, but now we gotta think yeah. about it. Yeah, we can't. Uh, oh, can't. oh, I have two. We're we're, we're probably already two. gonna be ripped down off of YouTube for showing a dead guy on the video. So. <laughs> For Na- for Frank Sinatra, I did it my way. You gotta have that one. It's a good one. one. Yeah. And then okay. uh, number two would be the flaming lips. Do you realize? <laughs> I have a couple more, but that, those are the two that I can remember off the top. What are you listening listening these for? Sorry, I was reading dirty jad jokes online, yeah. trying to find a good one for you. <laughs> nice. Um, like music you would have at your funeral. That would be like atypical, but you know, like if you were trying to put together a fire playlist, like what if we start doing mine would be 50 Cent Many Men. Many? <laughs> that would be my fucking deep funeral cuts, song. boys. Deep cuts. Hell yeah. Deep cut boys, Many that's men. for sure. Wish death upon me. I wish <laughs> I wish funerals. I hope like will funerals change when we die? Like, can we have a party yes. rather than yep, just a I'm only summer? having a party. It will be in. Yeah. It will yeah. be in my my um, my will. Party only. If anybody's crying, you're cut. You get you get escorted just out. Just cremate me. Have, and no, they get escorted out. Party with me. Yeah, I was. I had a. You know, we used to do like theme parties in in college and stuff, right? You know, I think I feel like it all started with Halloween stuff. But 
I don't know, like I loved Crayola parties where everybody would wear just one color, but I always had the idea of doing a funeral party where you just play like real somber music and everybody just like drinks out of flasks and like tries to hide it from each other and just dresses in black. And it's like, it's like in theory, the worst party ever, but because... Best. But the best at the same time, yeah. you know. The Crayola totally party, idea. you described it the way that I was not envisioning it. I was thinking every oh really everybody brings like a a poster board or something that then uh, and a and a whole thing of colors and you all draw something while you're sitting around drinking. That would actually be super fun too, like an arts and crafts party. You know, like bring your favorite colored pencils. Crayola party. This is the show. <laughs> This is, this is where we're dipping. We're dipping. We're dipping. The show is going off the rails. You can find them at drewinfuse.com. Uh, by the way, I love the intro. I love the song as well. Love the song. Love the song so much. Who who did this, the intro song for the Drew and Fuse show? I'll tell the story. We I was uh, at Fuse's. I flew into Fuse's. Uh, I did a wedding in Columbus. And I uh, went up and hung out with Fuse. And next thing I know, we uh, we we brought our we bought tuxedo shirts. We had planned a photo shoot. Basically, we're coming out of his uh, what do you call it? Hotel or not your hotel. It's like a, a hotel. condo. It's like a hotel. Yeah. Condo building. And we're walking out. and This lady goes, boy, you guys clean up nicely as a total joke. And we both started laughing because we're wearing tuxedo shirts dressed like a bunch of assholes. And then we go downtown. And he Fuse hires this guy who is probably going to do every photo shoot that I do from now on because he's amazing. Uh, but he Fuse hires this guy. We get there and he goes, I'm getting a 90s Beastie Boys vibe. And I'm like, I, I didn't even hire you, but you're hired. And uh, next thing he knows, he like wow. starts guiding us. And I texted a phrase and I was like, hey, make a uh, make a <laughs> make a theme song. That a says, theme song that says. Uh, Drew and Fuse show just say it a bunch of times and they clean up nicely. Just as a joke, and the whole song is based off of the Lego song. Um, everything is awesome. Everything is awesome. Yeah. And so he made. Uh, I was Love like, it. make a fucking the catchiest song you've ever heard, and off of everything is awesome. That's what it is. That's amazing. You can find. Uh, I love. Oh, sorry, guys. I was just gonna say I love the scooters in like the intro reel. <laughs> Um, like you guys, you guys really just, you can tell you had fun and it's a great setup for what your show is, which is just like a super fun thing to listen to. Um, you know, I just on my way to the weddings this past weekend, I listened to Warren's part two, which was super informative and makes me want to throw a block party. Um, and then team Ragoza, man, that was awesome. I love so Ragoza's rant. I actually, I put it up on my Instagram story cause I had just jokingly made, uh, like an Instagram story about how I got gas. And I didn't have to post how much money I spent on it because, you know, imagine that you can do things day to day and not just put negativity in everybody's fucking face. You know, I'm, I'm like super big on that. And that's, you know, that's why I, I, I vibe with a lot of, you know, like I, that's what I love about our culture is we all just get together and bullshit about fun stuff. And nobody's like sitting around Thanksgiving dinner table bitching about work or you know politics or anything like that unless like, it's howard stern so and then i fucking hate you unless it's howard stern then fuse gets super triggered and we <laughs> love that dude it was cool to see you like see you be able to rant what's like with you guys doing your show what's like your favorite thing to kind of uh what something that you want to talk about that you always ask other people you know like you guys do all these cool segments and um you know, I feel well like you miss out on them a little bit one of the things that 
we can say is that, you know, with the segments, the things that we think are like not big deals are things that like are big deals to other people and that are listening. So sometimes we have to rethink about how we want to introduce stuff or talk about things because, you know, we're sitting here all the time and we just take, I don't want to say that like, we're like elite DJs. That's not what I'm trying to say. But like, you know, when you've been doing something for 15 years, you just don't think of it the same as somebody who's maybe only been doing it for a couple of years. So it's like, we have to take a couple steps back sometimes and go, well, explain this like a guy, you know, that hasn't been DJing so long or whatever, you know, cause we say yeah. things sometimes and it's like, you just assume that kind of everybody knows what you're talking about, but then it's like, no, you have to kind of pull yourself back. And, and that's one thing that I would say that, you know, yeah. And, and that's sort of the, the charm of, you know, it, it, like having a show that is it's something that everybody listens to, yeah. right. You know, versus just a DJ culture. And that's definitely like, you know, you talk about the, um, like in the Super Bowl, right? The the sportscasters, how dumbed down everything is because more people are watching and it's not, you know, week 15 of the regular season. You know, you're now talking to millions of people that never watched another game the entire season. So you kind of got to explain rules a little bit differently or just the verbiage of it all. But uh, yeah, I mean, you guys are super entertaining to listen to. You obviously have incredible guests on all the time. Um, I just I can't talk enough about how interesting it was to hear the insides and outs of Team Ragoza, and you know they literally got together like right before dude. COVID and are married and are like the dream team right now. Fascinating. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, definitely hear that one. I gotta go back and watch it too. So fascinating, yeah, I mean, honestly. Like, and thank you guys for just being like a, again a guy that went from one industry full time to now this. Uh, you guys have just been so uh, kind of open arms. Uh, Drew and Fuse, when we saw each other at Mex, it was on that dance floor in that club or whatever. And I, we were all just kind of like talking podcast stuff. And even Demand said, he's, uh, yeah, I don't know if you heard him, but he's like, ooh, look at all those podcasters over there. Like they were just kind of like making fun of us, like all chatting. But Drew, or Fuse, Drew, was, Drew and I were talking about like podcast stuff about just the geeky stuff of like what we use for our videos and you know, podcasts and Drew. Uh, I don't know if you remember this, but you remember just pulling fuse and of going, course hey, I listen do. to this. And just like, literally he goes, hey, listen to this kid. And like, I started talking to Fuse about just some stuff we use behind the scenes. Fuse took out his phone and grabbed his notepad and starts just jotting down notes in the middle of a club of people playing music. And he's like, I need, I need to know some more information. I need to know this stuff. And, uh, and I honestly was about to just give me my number and be like, yo, just call or text me anytime. I'm happy to like talk about, you know, whatever you need. And when my uh, girlfriend I... asked if I got any numbers out there, I couldn't have <laughs> said no. Hey. Hey, hey wait. Well, Actually, uh, well, I will say something about, about this is, you know, people think that we're unreachable or you're, we're doing this and we're, we're too cool. It always bummed me out when I, thought in at least in my head that i couldn't reach out to somebody that was bigger than me and just be like yo let me ask you this super dumb question you know as long as you come somewhat correct and you ask me i'm the nicest person ever i'll always literally go above and beyond and just say yeah i mean but if you don't want um (laughs) if you don't want actual truth then don't ask me because i will be honest that is yeah and and i i think too like you know i'm i'm still i don't know i'm the type of guy that i just i have a hard time just approaching people i saw you guys at djx like you're passing out dms we hung out before that dude we hung out in greenville 
No, that was after. So it was it was Atlantic City, and then you came to Greenville. Yeah. So like once you came to Greenville, and we, you, me, and Justin and Arlie and all of us hung out. Of course, I felt a little more apt to like approach you in Vegas. Uh, Fuse and I play Call of Duty together every now and then. So like yeah, know, that. So now I had these like, connections, and I'm glad that I have that now. But I just I appreciate you guys being able to just. Uh, be open and and talk about either podcasting or the DJ stuff. And, and it's the same, like with me, I'm a nobody, man. No one, no one knows me. And I think the funny part is like, people were listening to the podcast, the Joe Bon episode, and people were coming up like to me reciting certain things that were in the show. And um, I think that's just such a cool part that all four of us can play in this role of the community of just like making people laugh, but also giving people the knowledge of the DJ community um, and again, I learned so much from the both of you, from the three of you. Uh, and so just, uh, I appreciate all that. I will say this. Thanks. Uh, one of the things, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, go no, ahead. You I was going to say one of the things that I know and Drew will agree on this. One of the things that we really try to do is we don't, we, we want to tell it like it is without smoke and mirrors on the show. You know, we, yeah. there's a lot of guys that want to act like way bigger than they actually are. And the, the, that's the program director is tons of smoke and mirrors. And I don't but want I also, that to be, I don't mean yeah. to cut you off. I also think there are people that we think are bigger and that we're scared to reach out to. I'll say the biggest, uh, how do I say this? So I mean, I was doing the podcast and interviewing people and, uh, I get this text and it was like, yo bro, that was the, this is the best podcast I've been listening to. Like keep doing what you're doing. Like just, gassing me up it was a random number i had no clue and i was also hung over as fuck in vegas the next morning and uh I, and then it said dj demand gave me your number by the way i hope that's okay and uh i texted demand i was like who is and i gave the number out and uh and he goes oh that's jeff scott gold or gold sorry and i was like wait what oh shit and i was like this is a guy who i admire like the video work that he does just the the, I, but that guy is like a content king when it talk when it comes to just finding different ways to make Instagram reels or YouTube videos or vlogs or whatever. Like I admire this man so much. So to like to get that text message from a guy who I thought was unreachable, I just blew it blew my mind. It really did. And um, so just the fact that I can always reach out to you guys again, I, I just appreciate that. And just bringing me into the community as a whole is just someone that came from radio and is now entrenched in this wedding world and is loving what i'm doing well uh, what, what learning from you guys i, I want to add something to what you're just saying <clears throat> any dj period that is giving to the community every single uh, everyone in the community will be like oh i know who you are i got your back and they'll help you out right but if you're just leeching and stealing and copying then we don't got a lot of time for you right that's where it's it's cutting off but Look, if if someone is just trying, just try, try a little bit, <laughs> go original, you know, and then yeah. uh, put out put out some shit. Who cares? Put out some shit. Just do you. Yeah. And people will yeah. people will flock, or you know, it, it'll come. Is all I'm saying is when I think it's like with this show, I think we're just all try like we're just throwing stuff at the wall. We're seeing what sticks. What. We have to come back to the drawing board and figure out, you know, how, how do we change stuff, you know? Uh, and again, I just being the nerd that I was on that dance floor at night of like talking, like screaming to you, like we use Riverside and this shit's the <laughs> shit, like, you know, and you jotting it down in your notepad. Like 
I'm glad I'm able to have that conversation and be kind of that nerdy guy that I truly am. Well, uh, and, and the same with the two of you. Like, I'm glad you guys reach out to us for advice. And Fuse is going to uh, have to hit you back it, up because we tried the Riverside yeah. and it just did not. It was not working. And I'm still struggling we with sucked what we at got, it. But. So we sucked at it the first, what, three episodes, two episodes. We were still yeah. figuring it all out. Uh, and then we finally yeah. got in. We finally figured some stuff out. And uh, even the clips that were posted, I'll talk to you guys off the air. It's, the, the, yeah. the audience now is just like, we're, we don't care. Um, yeah. Speaking of, we're going to be now, we are going to be on the Drew and Fuse show. Uh, and you can, of course, subscribe to them on YouTube. Uh, just find the Drew and Fuse show. Uh, you can go. You to guys are on Spotify too. That's where I've been listening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Spotify, Spotify, Spotify check them there. Apple. We're on them all. Everywhere, yeah, all, right? All it's so easy to put apps. stuff out everywhere. Uh, DrewInfuse.com. Yeah. Drew Infuse, appreciate you guys being on. Uh, you can always subscribe to this show on YouTube. Just search the Radio Shorty Podcast with DJ Hi Kevin, uh, either on YouTube or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, boys, thank you guys so much for being on the show. We love you guys so much. Thank you. Peace. Thank you, boys. Seriously, super fun. So fun. And also, don't leave yet because we need to make sure to capture your audio. Right, we got to make sure it's all uploaded. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna freeze. Oh, uh, or should you I hit got, stop? You got to stop. Yeah, you're the host. I do have to do that. Everything's gonna be alright